0: welcome to a nerdy bunch presentation of back to the feature we are the collective known as the cosmic trio we traverse the space-time continuum watching movies 20 years or older i'm your host english dave and helping me ditch high school even though we're clearly past that age range are my co-hosts raven and rocket mike what's up guys what's up
1: what up dave are we past that age range though because we could totally play 18 year olds right now in a john hughes film
0: except we can't go outside mike and i would have to shave and try and hide the stubble nah um, you're fine <laughs> have you seen high school or seen <laughs> and some years? of the gray hairs <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> Kids come now i just noticing deep. it like it looks
2: like a narc if i go back to that
0: when you see ferris wake up you can clearly see the stubble on his face like oh. he's just there and, he, and even alan ruck you can kind of see the gray hairs in his hair they try to hide it yeah. a little bit in some scenes <laughs> but yeah i think was this one of the first, was how old were the, were the actors in um because you know john Hughes was famously known for doing all these high school movies at that time Um, Breakfast Club were were the actors age appropriate or were they also in their mid to late 20s I don't know probably a mix I I feel like some were older and some were
2: age appropriate just like this yeah
1: they were older for sure I feel like some of them were like
0: 30 when that one so (laughs) mixed so so one of the only times John Hughes worked with uh, age appropriate for the movie was Home Alone (laughs) oh (laughs) true but I don't think he directed right
1: somebody else to direct I think he just produced wasn't it Zemeckis no I'm bugging
0: Chris Columbus, Chris, there Chris Columbus, go. there you go, oh, alright, there we go,
1: the alright,
0: there <laughs> we go, <laughs>
1: alright,
3: <laughs>
1: so it was produced by John Hughes, directed by Chris yes. Columbus,
2: yeah, and, re- and written by John
1: Hughes. Yeah.
2: written and produced,
0: yeah, he, yeah. Wrote, he wrote the story, which, which makes sense, it makes tons of sense, alright, let's go into this, we are here today to talk about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because, you know, the world is having a giant day off right now, or weeks off, or however long this lasts during this pandemic. Hope you listeners are staying safe, staying clean, washing your hands, and all that stuff. And uh, I think one thing they're not saying when they tell people to wash their hands is also lotion your hands. You're going to get, like, crusty hands from washing yeah, constantly. I know. Yeah, so, you know. When you buy by sanitizer, you can... need the
2: lotion right after. Come
0: on. Yeah, you got a lotion. Use lotion. Okay, Keep those hands nice and, nice and small. It yeah, you, know, you know. Theory. Yep. Um, this movie came out June eleventh, nineteen eighty six, on a budget of five point eight million dollars, and would go on to make seventy million dollars. So I would say that's a pretty nice uh, um, uh, amount of money to make. This was written and directed by John Hughes. Famously, he wrote this movie over the span of a few days. And he says one of the reasons why he did this movie as well, before this, some of his movies were like one locations or closed-in locations. And he wanted to have something that showed showcase the outdoors. And he wanted to showcase Chicago and the beauty of Chicago. And you can tell there's some moments in the film where you're just like, okay, you just want to show Chicago, right? Because we're just getting scenes of Chicago, them yeah. going around. It
1: made me and really like, want to eh. go to Chicago, though, so I guess it would. Right? It's, it's just like, like a travel a Chicago... group for, for Chicago. Right? <laughs> Come see the Come sites.
0: see Chicago. This is a movie that has been emulated and paid homage to many times. I think most notably recently in uh, Spider-Man for uh, Homecoming. There's a scene where Spider-Man's going across the yards, which is kind of paying homage yep. to when he's trying to run home.
1: Mm. Also, end of Deadpool, yeah.
0: The ending of Deadpool as well. This is one of those movies that it, it's it's you know when they say a slice of American pie. I feel like this movie goes falls under that category. I watched it yesterday. I was like, this is a very American movie, definitely not necessarily a bad or good way. It's just the very very American um, as always we'll start off with our history of the film I'll start off with you Mike what is your history of this film and how is it revisiting it um I can't I can't
2: count how many times I've seen this but or like when the first time was either it's, 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 it's it hasn't been like any other ones that we've done before where it's like oh I probably saw a little bit of the end or you know like, I know the general synopsis of it but this one it's like no I've pretty much known this from beginning to end for as long as I can remember, at least probably since I was like, like middle school or early high school. Um It's just been always an easy watch. Like you can pick it up anytime, turn it on anytime. It's like, if it's on TV, great. That's just even something to have on in the background. It's always entertaining. It's just like, it's fun. I think, uh who was it? Like Raven earlier describing as like a cartoon. And I'm like, that's perfect. It's as easy as. Yeah,
1: Dave said it was like a cartoon.
2: So it's like, yeah. It it's, is
1: very much like a cartoon.
2: It's as it's, it's easy as turning on a cartoon. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter where you put it on. It's it's already, you know, in the middle of something exciting and fun.
0: Um, Raven, what about you? How, is this a movie that you remember watching?
1: Uh, it's another one of those movies that, like, was always on. I saw all of the scenes, but never really sat down to watch in one sitting kind of thing. Um, I don't know. This one, for me, is still, like, hit or miss. Like, my whole life, it's been... nah. Eh, like my family loves it, you know. A lot of people I don't love, the movie. and I love parts. And you know, parts of it are pretty funny. It, it was nice though seeing it all kind of come together this time around. Mm-hmm. Having context made things, you know, a lot more entertaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a film for me that I haven't watched a lot. It's not. It's not part of my childhood as like other movies of the era, like your Back to the Futures and things like that. Um, I I've seen it. Obviously, it's one of those movies. I think it's one of those movies that at one point i think the first time i saw it you know when the teacher wrote when you were in school when you were younger the teacher rolls in the tv on the little roly tv thing <laughs> yeah, and then you're yeah. watching it in class <laughs> i think that's how i watched it for the first time so half the time you're not really you're watching it but you're also talking to your friends at the same time you're just having a, a, a day off as well from class <laughs> so I think, I think that's how i watched the movie but it's it's one of those movies that even if you haven't seen it you know about it you, you, you've probably seen scenes and you know certain things even the, the dance number at the end you know i think that's a famous uh, uh, a moment that people kind of remember remember and just the idea of 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 the the, the breaking the fourth wall parts mm-hmm. of the film, oh, yeah. those are, those, those are the that. moments that are yeah, yeah you don't see that as much
1: very unique uh, to ferris bueller
0: yes yes it, it's something that um that st- stood to me and yeah, I, i'm with you raven i just for me it's not a movie that i connect that much and it's one of those movies that it's definitely a a adolescent fantasy film in a way yeah for sure and so, when you grow old, when you're a grown-up watching it, you're like, "What about this? What about this? What about this?" Not necessarily in a negative way; it's not something to put yeah. the film down. I actually think the film's directed very well, to be honest with you. I think it's actually directed very well and acted very well. It's just certain narrative things that I have issues with it. It's, as a grown-up, you're yeah, like, I just
1: almost wish there was like more complexity to it. Like, which sounds yes. weird. It's well, almost like it's like, am I asking for too much? <laughs> you know, like I get well, it, that's comedy, why- so it's like. You know? Well that's why but I say it works better as a cartoon kind of yeah elaborated more on, you know it's, it's yeah. not deep. Like, there's no, no not at dramatic
2: all. plot line
0: no, no but it's there though the, the seeds the are there end.
1: and then I'm like where did this come from? It's not a lot of conflict <laughs> like, either no yeah, no not really, t- I mean it's just, Ferris it goes through nothing. nothing. no yeah. change. No, oh yeah
0: no it's, it's just like here's his every day. This is the day, day for Fairest, the life. the, Fairest the Fairest. most luckiest, the luckiest Are kid in the world. Everyone tomorrow? loves him for no reason. But, you know, yeah. but though, I would tell this it was like the original social media influencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> start. <laughs> <laughs> Where sure. in the sense of like as social media influencers, like the, high, the, the top social media influencers who aren't celebrities from something else, they became big for generating their own hype. And that's what he does. He generates his own. Like, nobody else started the hype until he started doing it. Like, he's the one calling yeah. everyone, telling him, I'm sick. You should do this and do that, which is genius.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> it is. He's a genius. In all genius. The he's
0: all. See how much power I really have. Right? He's like like a he master,
1: master manipulator.
0: Because <laughs> you don't actually see why he's loved. He's just no, kind of loved.
1: That's the thing, too, that was <laughs> something for me. I was like, is he that cool, though? I guess. Okay. Hey,
0: even even the secretary Grace, I, who's one of my favorite characters in the movie, by the way, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> really she's <is>. hilarious. <laughs> Grace is funny
2: as well. oh, What a little.
0: Like I like how she's connected to what's happening in the school. She's connected to what's to everybody. You know the Jackos. the the like when she goes to that whole whole um, rant oh, yeah. about like the different clicks, the different clicks in the school yeah, and and these, how they all jackets. They all like. Like, <laughs> <They> dig <don't>
1: him. <thinkin'. laughs>
0: you're just mad because he makes you look like an asshole <laughs> i love her she's great uh let's go into the film itself this movie stars matthew broderick as ferris bueller alan rock as cameron fry mia sarah as Sloan peterson jeffrey jones as ed rooney surprise cameo by charlie sheen as boy in police station that's his uh he has no name it's just boy in police station Seems mike do you have any back background on how that cameo happened or why
2: for charles sheen yeah. No, I didn't. name didn't come across it. it. Was such a you know a small thing, and it. I forgot he was in yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like he would end up playing that role for the rest of his life.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally.
2: In, in some now, extreme. Uh, I found sense. out.
1: I found out one random fact about that scene: Charlie Sheen actually stayed awake for forty-eight hours just so he could look strung out in that. Wow, scene.
2: Wow, that worked.
1: Wow. Yeah. So he, like, he didn't believe in makeup. Like, makeup. He gets like, you know, we got a
2: makeup department for this. You don't have to. <laughs> right,
3: that's what I'm saying. Because I honestly a though, I didn't think with to this. Myself,
1: that makeup is done really well. <laughs> I was like, either no, that well, or Charlie Sheen's just doing a great job of playing himself.
0: He was probably up for two days on a drug binge, and he's like, "Yeah, I did it for the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, you did it for a movie, Charlie. Sure." Yeah, <laughs>
2: It's like Daniel Day-Lewis who's like, I'm going to um, try that for everything I do. This is you're, you're in this movie for like two minutes. Don't worry. I'm already on it. I'm going to take as much drugs and not sleep as I can.
1: The first method actor. Who yeah. knew? He just never got yeah. out of character. That's what happened.
2: He just got lost in the sauce. No, do
0: you know what actually happened? No, what actually happened was that he just turned up on set randomly they didn't plan for him so that's why he has no credit name it's just boy in station <laughs> like, we don't know where this guy came from we got uh, here so
1: we just kept rolling we got to pay him you didn't leave
0: <laughs> well wasn't his mike before we go into like how this movie came together wasn't his brother emilio estefes actually first cast in this and then he turned it down
2: oh yeah yeah because uh what was his name something uh ruck uh, uh alan ruck uh, had actually auditioned for Breakfast Club, uh, but didn't get it, actually went to Judd Nelson. So yeah, he was auditioning for you know the role of John, you know, like, yeah, smoke this cigarette, kid, you know, this, like, that whole monologue mm-hmm. with the dad, that was supposed to be, he had that in mind for him, so it was like between the two, um, Judd Nelson ended up getting the role, but John Hughes remembered him and felt like he was actually a better fit for it, because he was like, he just based the role of Cameron off of one of his best friends in high school Mm -hmm. who was like neglected by his parents. And so he felt like he had to compensate for himself and nurturing himself. So he always pretended like he was sick and always made up excuses not to go out and not to be social and just feel sorry for himself. And the only time he was happy was when he really was sick. So he wouldn't have to make up any excuses. Mm -hmm. And with Matthew Broderick, he always just had him in mind when he started writing it. Broderick and Alan Ruck had actually coincidentally already did a play on Broadway. Uh, yeah, so they were like friends already yeah. before filming this. So they that chemistry just came naturally. They already established it, and yeah. so that's what makes the acting so good between them. Um, and that was the whole point of John Hughes writing his movies. He's like, I like focusing on the characters, and the plot just comes as it as it comes. He's like, I know how it be, how it starts. I know how it ends. Everything else in the middle is kind of just up in the air. It's gonna be some spontaneous, and we're, we'll figure it out as we go. And he knew he just wanted to highlight keys in Chicago, so he's just trying to get the stadium, Sears Tower. Um, yeah, what is it was like going to a baseball game, going to the art museums. Uh, it was just like his love letter to Chicago.
0: You know, I almost I almost wish the movie was about Cameron, like by yeah. design. Because he, he's the most interesting character. You know, again, I don't think story. you notice this as a kid. You notice this when you're older more. You know, the, yeah. he, the, the stuff he's... And I almost wish you saw resolution to his character.
1: We you know, actually he, don't learn or know anything about Sloane.
2: Oh, yeah. No. She's got a smaller uh, character Sloane. than you think.
1: Like, what? even though she's in every scene, what actually happens with Sloane?
0: Because well, like, well, the thing with Sloane is, she, her character can, kind of goes up and down in terms of like her relationship because at first she's like hiding from the dad oh your dad can't see me the next minute she's fine to sit in the car dad looking at her. so like does the dad know her or doesn't he know her yeah <laughs> you're not quite sure that's what i, I couldn't figure out i'm like da- is
1: he never met his girlfriend yeah. i'm like well then again the dad's so clueless maybe he wouldn't like recognize her yeah but i was just like
0: am i the only one just thought the dad was an idiot yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, like, the
1: end of just, the show, like, happy oh, to be I there. love there. yous and stuff, I was like, I didn't know you guys <laughs> like, loved each other. I couldn't tell if Sloan and Ferris, like, just started talking, have been on a few dates, if this was their date, or, like, and then in the end, it's like, I love you. It was like, oh. Yeah,
2: yeah I was serious about marrying her. Like, he's, he's ready sure. to marry her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then.
0: The synopsis is as follows Ferris Bueller has an uncanny skill at cutting classes and getting away with it. Intending to make one last duck out before graduation, Ferris calls in sick, borrows a Ferrari, and embarks on a journey on a one-day journey through the streets of Chicago. On Ferris's trail is high school principal Rooney, determined to catch him in the act. Um, I felt sorry for Rooney, but then he went too far. Oh yeah, at one point. At the beginning, I was with him. Rooney should have stayed his breaking and entering. No. No, as I was saying, at the beginning, I was like, I get this. You know, this kid is missing out this school. What the hell? Like, you're trying to do what's right and and, and, and make sure this kid doesn't miss out on school. I get it. But then it's like, okay, you're taking this way too seriously. You didn't have to go that far. like, Yeah. <laughs> Nine times. <laughs> so the movie opens with Ferris faking that he's being sick, that he's sick. And uh, his gullible parents uh, believe it, of course. But his sister, Jeannie, obviously doesn't. You know, I love the line where he's like you know, that that was the worst performance I've ever made. I don't know how they believed that. I was like, yeah, how did they believe that?
1: Yeah, it was terrible.
0: I like all oh, when he says to Jeannie, Jeannie, don't be upset with me. Be thankful you have, you your, have your health.
2: Jeannie, <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> like, and it just shows that he's the favorite kid too. Like, parents adore him. Same way as everyone else in school does. No wonder she's so bitter, you know?
0: I understand, yeah. I understand her bitterness, you know, like, I actually like her arc as well. I oh, know, yeah. So her arc's really interesting. And, I feel like... Especially when she...
1: Yeah, her Go. and um, her and Cameron have, like, the best arcs. Yeah. And, like, maybe Mooney, but not really, because he's going to learn. <laughs> you know?
0: Well, yeah, I'm sure Rooney will learn something. He had to learn the oh, hard way. Oh, he's learned something, learn something today,
1: for sure. <laughs> I don't know what, but I hope something. Don't break the mentoring at a uh, student's house.
0: Like, it's not it's not that serious. If that student yeah. wants to fuck up his life, that's their problem, not yours. Like, yeah. relax. <laughs> You're going to be losing a
1: car and a shoe and your dignity.
0: <laughs> uh, the dad is off to work, says he'll be back home at 6 p.m. sharp, while the mother says she's going to be looking at houses nearby. So they bought it, and now he's going to make the most of his sick, day, his sick day, which is his ninth sick day. So he has to make it count. He's also upset that he has to bum a ride everywhere. Meanwhile, at school... I love the scene when the teacher's taking attendance. Do you notice all the names? Just A, Adler, Anderson, Ad- like just all A names. Yeah, at the beginning. he's going in <laughs> an
1: <laughs> alphabetical order before you get to Bueller. Bueller.
0: Bueller. like nine names before you go to Bueller. I did like that teacher as well, that, that kind Bueller. of boringness of the teacher. The actor sold it well. Oh, fuck. He's not even fact. an actor. Um, Spence.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's not an actor, he's an economics teacher in real life. And John Hughes told Uh him to get up there and try to teach the kids something. And in the end, (laughs) when the scene was over and they yelled cut, uh, everyone clapped and like applauded the crew, the cast, everyone. Though he did such a good job. And he was like, I was so excited thinking I did a great job teaching everyone everything. And then I find out later... Everyone's applauding because of how amazingly boring I was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wow, he really committed.
1: He was so boring to where everybody was like, wow, what a performance.
0: (laughs)
2: That was Ben Stein's first uh, role in anything.
0: I also think that that those scenes with the teacher also directed very well because you get, it's like the close-ups. I love the close-ups.
1: The reactions are perfect.
0: It's so perfect. But they
1: said that those were the real reactions to his teaching. Like so, John Hughes is like, "No, let's punch in on that," okay. you know. But yeah. it's good old economics. But I feel like other
0: directors, I feel like other directors would have used wide shots, you know, yeah, as opposed to really close-ups. Yeah, I think the close-ups like they only going showed from kid us kid the kid. really good faces. Right.
1: <laughs> but I also had to think to myself, like, was this really what it was like for my teachers? Because I had that face in every class, like, you know, <laughs> like you never think about how it's like for the teacher to be looking back at that. You know, that's what they yeah. see. It was pretty great.
0: <laughs> uh, we get the dean, Ed, call it, who calls the mom and says it's inexcusable. He's missed nine days of, of school. But, of course, Ferris has a plan for this. Ferris is also an amazing computer hacker. Hacks into the school. He wanted a car for Christmas, but he got a computer instead. And he hacks into the system. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Ferris shows a lot of engineering skills. I'm like, if only you applied yourself.
1: I know. Like, <laughs> oh, he went to class. <laughs> uh,
0: like he is an have amazing no idea where you're at. Engineer. He has now. amazing engineering skills. Right?
1: <laughs> we don't know anything about where he's going after high school. I hope it's some good school.
0: Right? Like he it's deserves to take a day off. <laughs> uh, a rumor started by Ferris starts to spread around the school saying that uh, he's super, super sick on the verge of dying, which annoys Jeannie even more. I like throughout the whole film, nobody puts two and two together that sh- that Ferris is her brother. It's almost like they think it's a separate person. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they don't associate opposites.
1: them like together at
0: <laughs> all. And this yeah. is one of my favorite moments is uh, when he's talking to the kids because again, I realized the rumor spread because Ferris is calling the payphone in the school and it's like "All right, put someone else on." Oh, oh, I'm oh. sick. Okay, put someone else on. Yeah, <laughs> like petty party.
1: <laughs> like really, bro.
0: So he's so putting ridiculous. his own but I did like the line where he, he he name drops Alien, which I thought was amazing seeing as we just recently recorded right. He's like
1: oh Yeah, guys like, Check out our yeah. Alien podcast from last week, guys. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> also I feel like that was like like calling everyone and being like I'm sick was like the back in the day version of like posting the photo of your hospital bracelet now.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, he's the original social media influencer. Calling everybody
1: <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs>
0: um, I love the interaction between, uh, we spoke briefly uh, between Ed and Grace, the secretary, when she's like, you just hate him because he makes you look like an ass.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, all the kids
1: like it. She's correct. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't never lying. Uh,
0: back at school, Sloan gets a phone call message saying that her grandmother has died and she has to leave the class. I also like the moment where um, the dean doesn't believe that and so calls the, the the dad but then it's obviously of course once again ferris has a plan for that it is uh, uh um cameron himself pretending to be sloan's Sloane's dad and i love the whole, that whole interaction between them and fun fact i don't know if you guys know this that voice he puts on was an inside joke between him and broderick it was the voice of the director who had directed them in the play that Mac, mike talked about earlier on it's a little no there uh you know, the voice that Cameron puts on, like, hey, is this the Dean? And he's talking the "What like are you oh, talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Mm. Unfortunately, he gets too carried away. He gets too carried away and he's doing the voice, and he says, I'm going to pick up my daughter. So, of course, now they have to change the plan, and Ferris is like, well, we can't pick her up in your car. We have to pick her up in your dad's Ferrari. And this is where I got pissed off with Ferris. I'm like, this kid just said, my dad loves his car more than I, more than me. He spent weeks putting it together, cleaning it. He doesn't even drive it. I'm not going to let you drive it. And the person's like, come on, come on. He just takes the car and starts driving off. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good friend. <laughs> I would not want that. <laughs> like, I'm
1: all for teaching your friends to, like, you know, come out of their shell and open up a little and bit. Relax. But stealing a car? No, that's <laughs> that's not a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> Especially it's your not like, dad's it's not like, car, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar limited edition, one of ten.
0: Like, he doesn't even drive it himself. No.
1: Yeah. No. No. That's <laughs> no. There's there were other cars. There's no way that's the only two cars in the whole house.
0: And, and for me, someone like me, like Raven, you know, you guys both know my cousin Koki. Like his <laughs> dad has, like a, a, a super car. He has a a, 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 a McLaren. And I can't even imagine or fathom my own cousin convincing him to let's take out the car without telling your dad. Like, I can't even bring up that question, let alone like just a friend. I was like, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. But of course, Cameron is established as someone who's, who, who, who Ferris always kind of uh, uh, convinces to do things. In fact, I like the scene where Ferris knows Cameron so well. But you can tell he's done this so much where he's like, he's probably in his car right now trying to figure out whether she's coming up. We cut to that scene of Cameron be like, oh, he's going to get me. He's going to keep calling me. He's going to keep calling me. <laughs> uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, like I actually
1: scene. saw on, um you know, on the great old internet. There's some uh, fans that speculate like that uh, Ferris Bueller is just uh, Cameron Think Fry's imaginary friend. And I kind of love it. Like, it's kind of justified in certain things like that. Like, they're like, the timing of the sickness is too perfect. They, be, mm-hmm. they both woke up, you know, faking sickness. And then even just the whole getting in the car thing, it's like, really, it could be your imaginary friend forcing you to get out the house, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. But no, I, like I really like, like that theory. It. It's a theory that I when I was doing research as well, like, a lot of people have been talking about. And I almost wish...
1: The movie would have been, been interest- so much better if that was like oh, ah yeah, like right? almost like Fight Club but like not and, like a
0: and it's one of those things where Fight Club. <laughs> when, when you find out that the movie was written in a few days I wish he took longer because I felt like the director wanted Ferris to be the main character but I think if he developed the script further he would have found like no actually maybe Cameron should be the main character and he could have readjusted the script to work as a fantasy in his head but that fantasy as great as it is it breaks down when you think about other scenes you're like well what about this scene and this scene doesn't quite work and certain scenes with the sister because a sister never meets uh cameron they never they're never yeah, in the same exactly scene together. you know things like that so That way but it doesn't it, work. i mean but but the theory works in certain ways where it explains why his parents are idiots because that's a fantasy of creating parents who don't who won't you know give you shit when his real parents you know are, are negative towards him and each yeah. other and which is why i wish we saw more about cameron's life it should have been his story i think it would have been way, way more interesting. Um, they pick up Sloan, and the scene where he kisses Sloane and, and and Ed is like, "So that's how it is in that family." I was <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah."
2: <laughs> and suddenly that's okay too. It's like, oh, okay. So right. he just, just another nasty. one of you guys.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm gonna just like I feel like a teacher today. They saw what they thought was a daughter kissing their dad like that passionately. They would uh, alert certain uh, authorities. Oh, you shut that <laughs> down. I
1: think just by law they have to now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have any other
0: choice. Uh, they decide to drive to the city because the initial plan was to drive the car right back because they only needed the car just to pick up Sloan and take it back. But Ferris is like, you know what? What's the point of having a car like this if you can't drive into the city? So they drive into the city. Um, meanwhile... At the school, Genie's getting more and more frustrated and everyone believing that Ferris is sick. And, also, and of course, the dean is still suspicious and is yet to prove it. Uh, they leave the car in the parking garage despite Cameron's protests and Ferris gives the pocket attendant $5 to keep an eye on it. I'm like, damn, $5? That's it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's different time, I guess. but I'm mean, I like, like, $5 if I to...
1: 30 years ago? Uh,
0: maybe.
1: <laughs> still probably should have been like 10 for right, <laughs> a, like for a limited edition Ferrari, yeah, yeah.
0: I I did love that pocket attendant. Though. I I like just his demeanor and how he the, the way he spoke. Uh, He's like,
3: yeah, at first, I was like, he,
1: does he not even work there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I don't and even I, know if he works there, man. Damn.
0: And I love that he immediately just takes it for a joyride. Like doesn't even waste any time. Just gets his friend, gets in there. Woo, let's go. <laughs> like
1: technically, they could have caught him leaving. In the car.
0: Right.
2: How do you not see that? Has anyone there working not noticed that? Or that your fucking employees are going for probably like an hour or two?
1: They were going for like two, three hours. They were going for a whole afternoon. (laughs) The whole day.
0: (laughs) Because they came back just before they came back.
1: I want to see that spinoff. Valley's Day Off.
0: That would be a cool movie. In a
1: fucking Ferrari. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What they did on their day after taking their car.
0: Meanwhile, Ferris's mom comes home to check up on Ferris, but he also has that covered Home Alone style. And again, once again, I feel like, is the mom an idiot? Because you can clearly see the dummy's arm when she opens the door. If you guys noticed yeah. that the dummy's arm is just sticking out. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, the kids then visit the Sears Tower. That's what it is, right, Mike? The Sears Tower? Yeah. And they go, okay. yeah, they visit the Sears Tower and they do that whole head against the window thing. And they visit a restaurant where Ferris pretends to be was it the, the the Meat King?
2: Sausage King.
0: Yeah, the, <laughs> the sausage, sausage King. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Ferris, it's almost like Ferris is always like three steps ahead. He has everything planned and set up and blah, blah, blah. And Was it Lloyd and Freeman? And, but, yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> the Sausage King. The sausage King of Chicago. Meanwhile, Dean Ed on the hunt to find the truth completely misses. I love the scene where he completely misses seeing him at the baseball game. He's just like sitting there. And he's just like they were it's easy the to miss, yeah. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, What's the score? It's a tie. Who's winning? The Bears.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did like that line. Uh, Mike, do you know, did you hear about the fun fact about the whole Bears thing, the jersey that Cameron's wearing?
2: Uh, yeah, no. It was, uh, John Hughes was just such a big fan of the Red Wings and of um, Howard Lowe that uh, he just wanted to put the jersey in. At least, like, have one of his characters wear it. And so, uh Howard Lowe actually sent him a jersey. He's like, oh, my God, yeah. To have me in an entire film without actually me being in it, you know?
0: It's like, what an honor. Like, yeah, I can send you my jersey. You know, Raven, we should do that. We should do that when we're making a film. We should say, like, yeah, we want to have a LeBron's jersey in the film so that LeBron can send us a jersey.
1: Yeah, right? Just make sure <laughs> you sign it, though. So, yeah, who doesn't? want to like... be of importance. <laughs> <laughs> going to be a mean prop in the film. Meanwhile, I'm wearing it in the background. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, Ed arrives at Ferris's house. And again, Ferris is prepared for this and sets up a recording for when someone touch- touches the doorbell. Again, the engineering ingenuity. Like, I don't know how to do that. Someone presses my doorbell, then it sets a series of events so that the recording can play. What? Yeah, like- in the
1: 80s? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like you just had this, this just equipment lying around the house,
3: right? Like, how are you
1: able to jimmy rig this? This is blowing my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He couldn't like search on the YouTube how to do. You know, he had he had to know this himself. He clearly didn't learn that from school, boring ass school. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he didn't learn that in economics um, class.
0: However, <laughs> he didn't. Uh, Ferris didn't think of it all the way through. When uh, Ed presses the buzzer again, the recording starts over, and that's when Ed realizes, oh. This is a recording. Meanwhile, the pocket attendant and his friends are really enjoying their joyride. I loved that Star Wars music. (laughs) (laughs) How much did George Lucas get paid for that one? Seriously, I was like, what
2: are they paying just to use this right now?
0: (laughs) The whole time I was thinking that. Because you know George Lucas, nothing is free. If you want to use anything to Star Wars, you're paying George. Meanwhile, Ed decides to break in, but changes his mind when he sees that big-ass dog. You know, at first, I remember thinking... That's a big uh 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 dog doggy door. Like why would you have a doggy door that big that people can crawl in? Then I realize, well, if you have a dog that big, you wouldn't be worried either. Let people crack mm, it to yeah. and see what happens. And your
1: dog <laughs> chills in the kitchen, like sure. <laughs> have fun.
0: <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> uh one of my favorite scenes that comes up next is the gang decide to visit the museum and take in the art. Uh I like the scene just for the visual visual direction, you know little things like how they're standing in, in it's almost like the way they're standing looking at the, at the art is art in itself i think that was done really really well and it's emulated a lot in various movies and i couldn't help especially this time I couldn't help but thinking that time where they're just holding the kids hands and walking across i'm like don't hold hands coronavirus <laughs> let go it's six feet, six feet. terrible but i i love i did like that scene where cameron is just staring at that painting you know that famous painting made with the dots just staring, staring i mean it's staring. a lot of them but like that but
2: still like that this one that size and that popular it's like yeah you mm-hmm. it make you go insane just thinking like somebody was just dead 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 just little bits every time
0: Literal dots right? Th- though it made me realize how cameras have come a long way because when they zoom in closer it gets super blurry <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't really see the dots properly whereas today if you had hd yeah. cameras you'd be able to really see the dots as they zoom in uh, yeah, then we see that there's a parade uh, starting to go through the city we're never quite told what the parade is for or I, I don't know if I missed it uh, yeah why because it's like what is that parade board? I don't think it matters it was a parade and the parade is causing traffic and now the kids are stuck in the back of a car and uh, they only have and this is when Cameron wants to go back and pick up the car but for us like no we want to go back We who wants to go back we have a few more hours left let's keep doing this and uh, it's at that time they almost caught by their dad who happens to be. I like that scene where Cameron's like,
3: look, right there, look
0: over. There. <laughs> He's trying to convince her. It's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, it's almost, but it's also like Cameron, right? Like your reaction time, he just freezes, like bend over and then say something. Cause if the dad yeah, turns exactly. around, time, down. <laughs> like so they all jump up, but it's almost again, the dad multiple times, the dad sees it and then does a double take and they jump out of the way. And this is where he sees Sloan. And it's almost like did the dad have a like he's almost like he's looking at Sloan in in some kind of way. Like he's like, mmm, like she's a young girl, Dad. (laughs) For (laughs) real. I did like the touch though that when he's reading the newspaper, because apparently that's how quick news spreads. In the newspaper, there's an article saying local kid is sick. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) ridiculous. Um somehow though, Ferris gets on one of the floats and starts performing twist and shout. Do you guys have any fun facts about that scene?
1: Nope, other than it took two days to shoot. One was just the actual parade itself, and the second day was the performance. Um, None of the extras were paid. Everyone was just excited to be in a John Hughes film.
2: Yeah, because they just sent out, like, a, don't know, like a newspaper ad or something like that. Like, if you want to be in a John John Hughes movie, come to this street. There's already going to be a parade, and it's just going to be for this one scene. 10,000 people showed up. Yeah. And um, yeah. he said, John, Hughes said by the end of uh, shooting that scene, he like waved, like helped us out a wave. And it was just like a roar of people. And he's like, oh, my God, it's probably a like rock stars feel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's awesome.
0: I, I, I like how I ask you guys, you know, fun facts about the scene. You say no and then proceed to tell me fun facts about that scene. <laughs>
2: No, I just know like 90% of I'm what like, happened. no,
1: I just know every detail about <laughs> not it. not enough. Ever. It's nothing crazy.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeannie, the sister, a suspicious, leaves school and arrives home to try and bust Ferris. She sees that he is indeed faking and tries to call him on unsuccessfully. Also, at the same time, Ed is sneaking into the house, who then bumps into Jean, who they both think it's they're meeting Ferris, and Jean karate kicks him in the face three times. Bam, bam, bam. Thinking it's a robber.
1: I love that moment because I was like, good for Jean. You know, that's some fight right there. Good for Jean. (laughs) She fucked him up. I was like, wow, smart. Then, beyond that, like, this whole moment, though, I'm thinking to myself, okay, but like, what if Ferris is actually sick? You know what I'm saying? Like, you made it this far, right? Like, if you made it all the way into the house and then this kid is actually sick, then what? you're like just gonna be like all right then i'm gonna go back to class yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's just weird
0: at least genie makes more sense because genie knows her brother you know like, literally and Jeannie lives there.
1: and like the thing is too though you heard somebody go inside and was like let me follow them like so like because he heard genie go in the house so it was like mm. you then overheard because he thought in the it was ferris and you were like i'm gonna follow them inside like them what ha! because it's like at that point you broke an entering you were in my home uninvited uh, what case do you have? You can't be like, but he was in the house. I'm holding him back. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, ah. so that part of the movie, I felt like okay now.
0: Though <laughs> you know, this part gives me one of my favorite lines of dialogue from Genie. I have my father's gun and a scorching case of herpes. <laughs> <laughs> How did I miss that line before? I I don't remember that line. Oh,
2: I remember like watching it younger. It's like I'm just gonna let that pass over me all.
0: Learn later. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> the gang go and pick up the car. I actually think we all thought the car would be wrecked or stolen. I, I, think I like, like that to. kind of setup. Yeah, you know, I it's I think that's done very well in terms of setup and payoff because you we we like Cameron, automatically assume that this guy's gonna either steal the car or wreck the car. You know, and it comes back yeah. like oh. Okay, the, the car's totally fine. But literally, they know that the speedometer has gone all the way up to 3,000 miles from like 100 and something. Like, how far did these guys drive? Again, a cartoon.
1: <laughs> That's what I said. I want to see this spinoff. Like, I want to see what that... they did. Where did you guys right? go? Right? Drive
2: down
0: to Texas and how back in two that? hours. They ended I... up in a whole <laughs> different
1: state, at least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, Ed finally leaves the leaves the house because his car's being towed, but he drops his ID before leaving. Idiot. Uh while driving home, this is where Ferris realizes that the mileage has gone up a lot, and this is where it begins Cameron's freak out. Uh the nurse who likes the fuck arrives at the house to try and get a message to Ferris, <laughs> which another scene I didn't <laughs> understand. Oh yeah. I don't
1: understand that scene at all. Like literally, I was like, How did this make it into the final cut? It's so random. <laughs> What does this even mean? Somebody got him a prostitute. Oh yeah, because he was right? sick.
0: It's like, wow. Okay, eighties films. She came with like three other guys. Who were they That's what do? I'm
1: saying. What was gonna happen? <laughs> Whether they all arrive at the <laughs> same was, like, time, coincidentally. The stage. What is this? Some role play? I'm very confused. <laughs> it's like right. is she just supposed to sing, and they're like the backup singers? Like, but him having to get out of bed and come to the door when he's sick. It's like I don't. Uh...
0: All right. Meanwhile, the gang is chilling at, at a. Was this Genie's house at the pool when they were in the pool? I'm assuming it was Genie's house, right? Yeah. I don't know because I was like, suddenly was they, so were, they
2: were at a pool. I, th- I one time I thought they were at a resorts, You know. Who, I'm like, oh? I had no house?
0: idea where they were now.
1: You mean?
0: I'm not. Yeah, not Genie's house. Sorry, Sloan's house. I, meant. I was like. Sloane. Yeah, yeah.
1: We, we knew we were at the same house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make oh, Cameron yeah. feel better, and this is where he's going through his mental breakdown, or seemingly. And he throws himself in the pool, pretending to commit suicide. And it's the one moment I feel like you really see Ferris like worry. Yeah, yeah it, when when he thinks, "Oh shit," dives in trying to help Cameron. That Cameron got Cameron was just tricking him and getting his own back on him. And apparently, checking out uh Sloane when Sloane's like, "Oh, when I was changing, did wait, did you see me?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, what? Yeah, it got a little weird. <laughs> Guys, are you not for anything? There are moments where I thought Genie was going to probably fall for Cameron or something was going to happen to the two of them. Because I feel yeah, like there's some interaction. I
1: felt like it was weird. Yeah. I'm like, is... yeah. and it almost felt like Ferris was trying to hook up Sloan and, and Cameron. I was like, are you playing yeah, like... matchmaker or this is strange? Yeah. Like... You know, ain't no fun. Um... Homies can't have none.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeannie apparently, the police doesn't. Again, I feel sorry for Jeannie again. She calls about a home intruder. Clearly, there's some kind of probably evidence that someone else is in the house, but the police take her in for making a prank call. I was like, what? Which is crazy. It was to like,
2: me no because, way there could be you know, any crime ever. We've made sure that she's a white sure woman
1: in a nice neighborhood, and they didn't care. I was like, there's a an intruder is a legitimate reason to call the police right right and like she lives in a nice neighborhood i'm like i'm surprised that they didn't like actually get there you know or handle this with you know i don't know meanwhile the police
0: are like i hope your i hope your brother's doing okay though yeah (laughs) my brother oh so that you're (laughs) like bro what believe he's broken
1: into my house you should care (laughs) about my brother enough to come save us what the hell right right (laughs) like like technically he's still upstairs you know so it's like you guys don't care just just go up there Save Ferris, you know, to <laughs> even just look, <laughs> nothing,
0: <laughs> nothing. Uh, th- this is when she, uh, she meets Charlie Sheen's boy in the station, and I, I do like the interaction. Though he's almost like her, her, her therapist kind of, you know, he lets her know maybe you're not mad at Ferris, you're just mad that he's able to, able to get away with stuff that you can't. Just focusing yourself, you do you. I was like, yeah, you, you, you tell her. Yeah, Charlie, he said, right? worry about yourself. I was like, yes, right, exactly that. <laughs> Worry about yourself. Like he actually gave her good advice, you know. I would, I would say he was giving her good That's advice. Probably
1: the wisest Charlie Sheen has ever been.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you wear too much eye makeup. Though I don't think she was wearing too much eye makeup. Though I don't know. I, I was looking Raven so. as a she girl. To was me. she wearing too much?
1: <laughs> not at all. Shit, you see girls now.
0: <laughs> sure, <laughs> I think girls what it have was is that because his eyes I look mean, too new dead.
1: eyelashes and all that. Huh.
0: I think because his eyes look so dead. Any kind of makeup looks too much to him. (laughs) Would you sleep? Crazy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The gang find a plan to try and lower the mileage in terms of reversing the car backwards. But that doesn't work, people. Young kids listen to this. That does not work.
1: (laughs) The second he even mentioned it, I was like, that makes zero sense. The engine is still running. What? that's not <laughs> like, how it works it's still driving though <laughs> like, if anything it's but, what increase. i love
0: though uh, what i love though is that they let the car go for like ages i'm assuming at least before they check. To 40. Yeah, I'm check. like you would think you'd look to Idiots. see if it's moving first <laughs> yeah now hey, you see it right away but i also think it also plays <laughs> to because i think uh, uh, uh ferris has a bit of arrogance because he thinks everything will go my way if i have a plan It'll work Mm -hmm. kind of thing, which is never really resolved. But I think that moment is part of showing his arrogance of like, yes, it's not going to always work just because you think it's a good idea. And this is where Cameron has his epiphany. And it would have worked amazingly if we saw more of this. I did like the scene where he's just like, you know, I'm not going to let my dad uh, uh, scare me and use fear to control me. I'm not going to let my dad control my life in, in, in ways that I can't control. And he decides to kill the car. <laughs> I didn't like that secret. He's just like, "Yeah, what'd I do? Kill the, the kill car. The
1: <laughs> well, we movie took quite a quite a turn there. I was like, oh, it's it's, like, it's taking a it's turn like, for the series. Wow. And as he was destroying first, that car, I was just like, oh my God. no!" Oh, oh, I was so nervous. The, I, I, I will say am, that. I still am. We never know his, what happened to Cameron.
0: No. I mean, because you never he see him. He could be dead right,
1: right
0: now. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was just like, yeah, this is just a tantrum when he's just kicking the car, like he's throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Kicking, kicking.
1: I'm like kicking. kick anything else. Like <laughs> literally anything I don't else. care.
0: I don't care what happens. I don't care. Like yes, you do. Like you should. <laughs>
1: the, I would care.
0: Right. Though this is one moment I feel like Ferris well the second moment that Ferris actually shows that he can be a good friend where he decides, I will take the blame for this. You know, you can't take the heat for this. Let me take the blame. But Cameron refuses, like no. I'll take the heat for this. Meanwhile, uh, mom goes to pick up Jeannie at the police station. She th- they all think that she ditched school and I love the moment where she's like, we gotta go now. 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 <laughs> now the crazy <laughs> thing work. though is
1: all I could think is if I had gotten arrested and then my parent comes <laughs> to pick me up from the precinct and, you're out. and I am making out with somebody who was also arrested Oh, I'm getting Hardcore making whooped. out like all into it and then trying not to stop after I noticed my parents' presence. Oh no. I'm my <laughs> ass like there's wait. no way ass Like ass- if I wasn't getting my ass beat for getting arrested, I'm definitely getting my ass beat for making out in the future. And it with another cop And it wouldn't be like, one
0: of those, <laughs> it wouldn't be one of those wait till you get home to get your ass beat. Oh no, it's I'm like, getting no. my ass beat right there. Mm-hmm. Right like, now. My mom's getting arrested too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I'm getting embarrassed. That boy's gonna see me get beat up. <laughs>
0: right. That's crazy. The I, I I wasn't a fan too much of how Jeannie gets all giggly afterwards. You know, it's just like yeah, that
1: was weird.
2: but well, she's yeah. never had attention yeah. in her
0: life, right? Yeah, right. Like, and I don't understand. Did I miss something when she's like, "Oh, I'm Jean," but people, my friends call me Shauna. It's like,
1: well, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, there was a song playing in the background. I know
0: the song was playing. That too. That was Shauna. like Shauna Jean. <laughs> Jeannie. Literally
1: saying Shauna Genie Genie Shauna, yeah. So I'm like, maybe the song was popular already, and then that's, is,
0: that's was that. One yeah, I mean, it was like an I inside
2: joke the '80s
0: that we just didn't get. But is that a real? Is that a real song, or was it made for the? film? No I'm idea. Not, I let you don't. I, I didn't
1: know. I'm looking at it Sounded
2: video. like it was maybe just for the movie, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it
0: Jeannie
1: sounds like a movie. Shauna is a song. It is on Ferris Bueller's album. <laughs> 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 so I I don't know.
0: Weird, because I was just thinking, like, yeah, she's like my friends call me Shauna. I'm like, well, this is the first we can hear that name. Maybe you don't have friends. I don't know. <laughs> well, she said, like, but guys call me Shauna. Yeah, it's like, is that is that a name she gives people to call her instead? But then why tell them your name is Genie if you're gonna say that? And he's just like, okay, Genie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Ferris drops off Sloan at her house, and he it's almost six o'clock. His dad and his parents are going to be back so he has to rush home. In his rush he bumps into mom and Jeannie who's driving. Mom doesn't see her because mom's oblivious to everything apparently <laughs> and but Jeannie does so Jeannie and, and, and uh, Ferris are in a race to get home first because she's speeding is chased by the police and I love when the dad again also the dad is oblivious he literally looks at Ferris in the face and does a double take again and he's like oh that couldn't have been him and he just starts driving like la 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 he's such a doofy dad. <laughs> I honestly
1: um, like he ended up being one of my favorites in this movie I can't lie he's just the perfect amount of simple to where I'm like you know what I yes. kind of like this guy
0: <laughs> that's the thing it's, it's like the doofiness that, that works and I think I, I preferred the dad's doofiness over to the mom's in a, in a weird way it, I think he kind of had a better balance of it than, than the mom um, yeah. well that's why he was able, able to get like away
2: with so much he's like oh my god my parents are perfect can do anything right under <laughs> right. their nose and they won't even see me. Yeah, right?
0: literally. As he's about, to, as Ferris is about to enter the house and make it just in time, um, Ed catches him when Ferris is trying to look for the back door keys, and he's like, "Ha! What you gonna do now?" And I remember thinking, "Yeah, what is he gonna do now?" But Jeannie, being a good sister, but I was also thinking,
1: Ed, what the hell are you gonna do now? Look at yourself,
0: <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> like, look at yourself. I'm crazier
1: man. than anyone. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like right? you're on my porch now my parents are home my sister's home mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like you can't prove that I wasn't here the whole day what are you gonna say mm-hmm. and you look nuts you out in my backyard all day have fun explaining that Ed <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was just looking like honestly Ed you don't have much of a case here my guy but sure do the whole intimidation thing <laughs>
0: right <laughs> which is where I think we good, see Ed. we see, um, Genie's growth you know realizing you know what yeah i shouldn't i don't care about my brother getting in trouble or not you know like it's i should be thinking about myself and, and and we're in this together type thing and and she saves him but i'm i'm sure you know if we saw more of the film she'd be like you owe me one oh, son 100% some bitch oh yeah for <laughs> sure and she reminds ed that uh you left your id here you son of a bitch and if you want to take this further Stupid. we can throws it away <laughs> and that's the end of that uh, somehow also we find out that a whole bunch did, did people just like break into the house and leave a whole bunch of uh, get well stuff yeah you know I'm saying, stuff? was
1: the door unlocked the whole time because Ed come on <laughs> everyone else made it inside to drop everyone else has hours. a key to his house I guess too that's what I'm saying you could have asked right. any person in town apparently for these keys <laughs> so oh apparently
0: everybody everybody in town knows <laughs> that they keep the keys under the mat because even Ed knew everyone yeah, knew. <laughs> yeah but they put apparently. it back <laughs> 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 and also the logistics of it because the parents go in first and like let's go check up on ferris and then the first scene happens afterwards yeah he's able to get up the stairs before they do yeah i was thinking around. that is there
1: back stairs
0: <laughs> is there other like, stairs how big know. in this house how how rich are the parents man? friends have money
1: these parents got money With but like, i'm also like there was like a weird ladder thing on the side of the house maybe one up there <laughs> even though they don't sure. <laughs>
0: You know, maybe. And, uh, this is where the film ends. Cut to credits. And in the credits, you see Ed walking back and he's picked up by a school bus, which is after six o'clock, by the way. Where oh, I love that scene, though. <laughs> yeah. You, you want a gummy bear?
1: That's what I'm saying. Is that like it's a warm. special school bus?
0: What was
2: that? Whatever thing? that soundtrack was and the back of that whole scene. Boom, boom. No, when it was
1: like, Ed, Ed Rooney eats it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a big thing in the 80s, too. Oh, it was like, eat this, bite the big one, eat me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> eats it. Um, yeah, and then that other kid had a had a book that said Save Ferris on the front. And I'm like, this kid has been absent one day,
0: <laughs> right? No, it, they, they had it on the water tower, they had to Save Ferris on the water tower. That's <laughs> what I'm
1: saying. I'm like, what <laughs> in a day? How long you know, was he plotting for this one day off?
0: No, I, and it's one of those films that, you know, it works better for me thinking of it as a cartoon. But even then, I just I think they they don't quite nail it. And I think part of that is if they took time on the script. Because, you know, John Hughes would go on to write other movies that felt like cartoon, like Home Alone. It's clearly a cartoon, but that works better because I think it leans into it more. It knows it's a cartoon and leans it. Whereas this movie, it doesn't quite lean into it enough, into cartoon. So it's almost kind of has this middle ground that sometimes yeah. it's a cartoon, sometimes it's not. And I almost wish it kind of, leaned more into the cartoon or leaned into, into the dramatic stakes. Like Cameron, I wish we saw a resolution. I wish we saw that conversation with the father, or at least, you know, I wish we saw the relationship happen with the father. I think it was a missed opportunity to, to, to not show us more about Cameron's life. Yeah. And I think if this was a movie that the director had spent weeks writing and developing the narrative, he would have found that story and thought, huh, maybe it isn't Ferris's story. Or like, like we, we said earlier, written it, uh, written it on purpose like ferris is it, is, is, is a, a figment of cameron's imagination so i think that would have been a really cool story where you watch and you realize oh shit almost like a fight club type situation right yeah exactly but like a comedic works.
1: fight club like that would be fire i would love to see a comedy yeah. version of Flight Club. fight
0: right and i think that's and i think that's part of my frustrations is I, I i it's this is far from a bad movie and it's a film that i enjoyed but I see some of the flaws as I watch it more. I'm like, oh, you were so close." And I, I, I think it's like more it's frustration. A movie
1: where John Hughes relied on his name, knew he'd sell tickets, and was like, "Fuck it, I don't, I don't And also,
0: I mean, he you get he it. also says that it's more of a love letter to sh- Chicago, and he needed an excuse to have them just travel around because a lot of those scenes were just like, "We're here, and now we're here, and now we're here, hmm. and now we're here." So yeah, he yeah, had a lot more too. I'm sure, right? They they do they do a, a lot of um a lot of they do like five days worth of stuff in one day. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So where you're looking yeah, at the
1: timeline, time like, mm,
0: like how long is a minute. baseball game alone? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like they yeah, just popped saying. in for an inning, right?
1: It's at least two hours, right, no. They just in. <laughs> like they popped in for one inning and left.
0: And they got great seats. Well, of course he would find Yeah, them. they
1: definitely did. I'm like, when did you get these tickets? But he probably finagled his way into that too.
0: Right he planned that to hey bad, 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 better so wing, badda, um, badda, 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 badda. was this one of the first I, don't, I have no idea i'm assuming was this one of the first films to have an end credit sequence maybe i don't know oh, true maybe. Maybe. 1986 okay. yeah I, I mean there's probably other movies that had it but it's definitely one of the most famous ones to have an end credit sequence um what would you guys do on your day off right really? honestly or what did you do on your day off
1: all my days off, we would do IHOP, beach, and then Taco Bell, and then we would come back to school for like the last hour. Like Michael, I ate out a lot because I had two jobs in high school, so I had money, money. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need to go to class. <laughs> so I'm going to IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> like screw that,
0: Mike. Mike, what would you what
2: would you do or what did you do on your days off? Um, it was yeah, it was mostly this, as you see. Uh <laughs> and uh but if it was outside it was like oh take a drive to the boardwalk or something if i ever had to skip school not had to like i barely did maybe like once just like
0: you know what i'm gonna do that i was that person that my i lived like five minutes walk from my school so if you ever skip school it was just to go home and play the latest video games all my friends would come over (laughs) that too play the n64 oh yeah play mario kart and, and 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 wcw nitro revenge and, and what else would I do? Oh, if I took a day off, it's probably to go and see a girl because I went to old boys school. So if I took a day off, it's probably going to check out a girl or something. You know?
2: So like just a look at them. Um, like, I, I forget. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Imagine I that's, that's what it probably probably was probably like. It's like, what? <laughs> we're just going to look at girls. I don't know if they're around, if they exist anymore, but we're going to find them.
0: <laughs> you know, let's just find them. <laughs> I also, you know, another missed opportunity I find is that there's this subtle subtext in the film about the reason why ferris is doing this is because he's worried about what's next for them right there's a moment where he's like you know we're, we're going off to college next year and what we're going to go only going to see each other on on weekends because we have to work and evenings and maybe go to different schools and sloan has another year to go so like that's the underlining kind of subtext of it and i wish we kind of you know nurtured that more because i think that's when you really get to see the real ferris right because there's the ferris that he's putting yeah. on the show and then the real Ferris is worried about his friendship and his in his girlfriend. When he asked her to marry like we him. We never got to see you know,
1: why everyone likes him.
0: Right? And when it's almost know. like like when that scene when he says he asks he talks about marriage, he's been sincere to Sloan, even though it comes as a joke, he wants to marry her because he's worried about the future and things like that. And I think we could have seen more of that. Um I think there was a sequel trying to be de- developed for a while and I forget why it didn't get taken further. I think the director was like, Well, it'd just be another day in college repeating the same yeah, thing. Really. And I could have seen a sequel following Cameron. You know, what happened to Cameron? What happened to these characters? I think those, those are questions that are still lingering in my head. Like, what happened? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a way to, that that keeps the film uh, memorable, right? When you have all these questions lingering. Sometimes when you answer questions, it's not always a good thing. Yeah, you put it to bed. You don't have to think about it anymore. Right, right. Um, what do you nerdies think about this movie? We have one of our very own, Travis, who uh, he gave a message what he thinks of this film. Let me, let me get that up right now summoning the spirit of james lipton uh words to describe iconic american classic and and i will i will agree i think it's it's very much a slice of american pie this movie it's a very very american movie i think it's a movie under because you know high school and the school's uh, atmosphere in america is very different to other places and and in in many ways so i think it's a movie that I understood more once i understood the cultural how how, how america was cultural in terms of schools in high school and the the, the dynamic and it's definitely a, an american classic film in, in that sense of the word uh next week's movie guys we're going to go for a complete left field well not complete left field but something that i'm sure both of you have not seen but you may have heard of due to the circumstances of us technically trapped in new york i decided to look at kurt russell john carpenter's escape from new york it's a 1980 something movie I Forget exactly what it came out have you guys ever heard of escape from new york oh
1: yeah yeah i've seen it
0: oh you've seen it it. look at you i
1: have seen it
0: oh i'm impressed i I didn't think you would have seen it raven nice nice mike have you ever heard of it i've heard of it like years ago this
1: is a 19 1981
0: movie directed by john carpenter who directed one (laughs) of raven nice favorite movie the thing love that movie we we did we did the thing right i'm sure we did the thing before
1: yeah we did the thing i think
0: yeah we've done the thing yeah this currently sits at 85 percent rotten tomatoes which i'm like oh okay, Rest. okay. Rest. so we will be doing escape from new york thank you rocket Mike, as always oh thank you thank you raven thank you my name is english dave and uh what are you guys still doing here get out of here leave <laughs> raven as always
1: keep it nerdy peace